Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of, and they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Cause Lost. It's my uh, couple of things to talk about that went on throughout the week. So to get it going, here's Johnny. All right. Uh, so you're a fan of conspiracy theories, right? Oh, I'm very much a fan of conspiracy theories. I love a good conspiracy theory. Who doesn't? All right. <laughs> well, there appears to be a, a conspiracy theory in wrestling now that came up this week. Uh-oh. It was brought up by Chris Jericho. That is, if does WWE or have they had a spy in AEW? Uh, Jericho brought that up this week. Uh, back during the summer when he was having his debate with Orange Cassidy, it, it was leaked beforehand that Eric Bischoff was going to be the moderator. And he brought this up because there was a, an NXT wrestler named Tino Sabatelli who was released by WWE, WWE back in April. <clears throat> he had a one-off match on AEW Dark during the summer in a tag match against Best Friends. Went by, went by the name of Sabby. And uh, that was around the time of the contract signing. And now he's back at the Performance Center. So he's back with with WWE. So people are speculating: did did WWE just kayfabe release him and send him to AEW to spy, or did they just did they really re- release him but then pay him to go to AEW? So that's the question people are asking. <clears throat> It's hard to tell. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, especially with the, whole, the way the whole Drake Maverick thing worked out. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is hard to tell, but if anybody was going to do it, it would definitely be Vince. And what a coincidence that AEW picked him up and then he came straight back to WWE. So I don't know. I mean, it's fresh news. All the details aren't out there yet. So my initial thoughts would be yes, but who really knows? Yeah. Like, what kind of information is he, they wanting that they can't get by watching this show? <laughs> Future plans? Yeah. They do have Pineapple Pete, so maybe he's the spy. <laughs> maybe he's the AEW spy. Right. <laughs> maybe the other way around. Yeah. You mm. mm-hmm. start our own conspiracy theory. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh on on to some legal news. Uh and and no, this doesn't have to doesn't have to do with Otis's money in bank contract. Which they uh, still haven't settled. No. And they probably won't. I think they dropped that whole storyline. I, I, I think so too. Uh, so back in May, uh, Alberto Del Rio was arrested for uh, uh, he uh, abusing and harassing his girlfriend and and kidnapping her son. Well, now he is, he's been indicted on the kidnapping charges. He has a he has a date set for January twenty fifth, twenty twenty one to. To uh, for sentencing, and he could face up to life in prison. So you know, hope. Uh, I, I I no, I don't want to hope the best for him. I, I I hope he gets what he has coming to. Yeah, uh, Joey Ryan is suing Impact Wrestling for ten million dollars for breach of contract because they be. Just because they released him in June after the whole speaking out movement, I I, I don't think that's credible because a lot of wrestlers were, were released by companies uh, because of that, and none, none of the, the other wrestlers sued. So I don't think he has a case. I mean, I know every case is different, so they really have to take a good hard look at it, but. If no one's really had a case to this day that works out, I don't see his working out either. No, I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and and WWE they they have extended their stay at the at the Amway Center for for four more weeks, which will take which will take them through November. But some people are saying that also they're going to be there until at least January. And, uh, yeah. And so this is how pre, pre-COVID, this is how their, their uh, event schedule went every week. <clears throat> they take SmackDown Friday night. Saturday and Sunday they have house shows. Unless there's a pay-per-view, they do the pay-per-view Sunday. And then they do Raw on Monday. So they, you know, they're on the schedule four days a week. Well, they, uh, they're they saying now that they're not going to go back to that live event schedule until 2022. Yeah. So they're, they're actually being, trying to be safe. 
Yeah, that's one of the things I had heard throughout the week. And actually a couple of weeks, it's kind of been a rumor that they weren't going to do live arena shows till 2022. But we'll see, man, if they're really trying to be safe or not, because they've caught a lot of shit throughout this whole pandemic about not being safe. So it's a wait and see, but it looks like they're going to hold off on it. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're they're in Florida where technically they could have full arenas now, but they're but you know they're they're continuing to, to try and stay stay safe with the Thunderdome. Yeah. Uh, on Monday's episode of Raw, uh, Eva Marie was backstage. She was uh, getting her her medical test done. She's about to come back, make a comeback. She signed with the company last month. Also, in uh, WWE, they signed a, a UK wrestler by the name of Ben Carter to an NXT contract. He appeared on uh, in AEW about a month ago in a match. And AEW is officially signed a release. Which I thought she was already signed. I guess not. <laughs> probably not. She's probably working like Thunder Rosa is on a temporary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think now it's, now it's for real. She is signed. Which is cool because, you know, she looked pretty damn good in there. So, yeah. yeah. She'll, she'll better herself and it'll be pretty awesome. <clears throat> and that's that's the news for for this week. Unless y'all have something else, I have one little thing. Oh. Ever heard the name Dan Gable? Who? Dan Gable. He's a. Is he, uh, he related to Chad? <laughs> no, he's an amateur wrestler. Won the Olympics and like. So the Chad. Well, oh, wait, he didn't win what? He won the gold medal for the light heavyweight in uh, freestyle wrestling at the Olympic Games in 1972. Oh, okay. He won like 15 college wrestling deals. Anyway, he's being awarded the Medal, Medal of Freedom Award. Or? That's all it says, Medal of Freedom Award. <laughs> okay. Or being an awesome wrestler? I don't know <laughs> what he did. <laughs> but he's a wrestler and he's getting an award. Hey. <laughs> I mean... I mean but did he does he ever wrestle professionally? Oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably never did. Yeah. Probably not. I never heard of him. <laughs> I yeah, mean, probably never did. Now I'm starting to think of that's if that's Chaz's dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? It very well could be, but Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least good for him for getting something that prestigious, but I don't know. We'd have to look into your background to see what you actually did. Yeah, there's one more thing I I did hear this morning that uh, apparently if if Donald Trump doesn't win the election, he may be coming back to WWE. I mean, what else is he going to (laughs) do? He might as well go to the place that has 
already had a couple of COVID cases, seeing as <laughs> he's already had COVID, he'll fit right in. So, and and, <laughs> and he does have uh, four hundred twenty million dollars in debt, so he needs to pay that off somehow. <clears throat> so, uh, okay. It's real quick. So, uh, I, I got a question. Have y'all voted yet? I have not, no. but I am going on Tuesday. Well, I, I voted on Friday. And no, Andrew, I didn't vote for your butt-fucking asshole president, Donald Jackass Trump. <laughs> I mean, tell us how you really feel, why don't you? But hey, you know what? At the same time, that's exactly how I feel too. So, you know, it's whatever. To each their own choice. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Johnny on that one. I'm not going to vote for him. And Andrew's speechless. Who are you going to vote for, Andrew? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. Yeah, we know who you're going to vote for. Hey, but it's all good, man. You know, everyone yeah. has their own opinions. So. Yeah. We have, we have, I have a choice. Yeah. So we just had to throw that in there to, you know. <laughs> kind of take our shot since he tends to take shot at us shots at us sometimes. <laughs> no, <I don't>. All right. <laughs> yeah, you do. You trigger people, especially not on, me. Not on that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all we got. So we're gonna take it. <laughs> and 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 I only brought that up just because we just had the Donald Trump story. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That too. So now that we got the news out there. I'm going to go ahead and go over to the shows of the week. We're going to start off with Raw Like Normal, Draft Day Night 2. And I'm going to go and see what was Johnny's favorite moment. Okay. Uh, well, I I guess one thing I, I liked, which I had a feeling they were going to do, was backstage when... Uh, uh, the new day and uh, confronted the street pirates, and they just traded tag titles. So, uh, street pirates went from the Raw to SmackDown tag champs, and the the new day went from SmackDown to Raw champs. Because uh, the 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 new day had a had a match later that night against who was it? Rudin Ziggler. Yes. Yeah, and you know, I just no, I just I realized that Rudin Ziggler in one week wrestled for wrestled for both the Raw and the SmackDown titles. Yeah, and they didn't win either one. They could have been they could have been double tag champs. Yeah, I highly would have doubted. I mean, obviously, since it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, it just wasn't going to happen. So I but, don't know why they did that. Yeah. But the possibilities. <laughs> yeah. Because they broke up all the other tag teams. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which I, I haven't, I have an issue with the draft itself. 
So, I, I mean, I, 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 you know, and all due respect for for the fiend. Okay, I think that was the biggest, the biggest draft of the, uh, both uh, nights. But other than that, they didn't draft wrestlers to other brands. They drafted feuds to other brands, entire feuds. Yeah. I mean, you you drafted both Kevin Owens and Al Herbert to SmackDown, and they're still continuing. Seth and the Seth and the Mysterios and Murphy and Murphy. Yeah, all to SmackDown, and they're in the same feud. You know, Keith Lee and Braun just started a feud. Now they're on Raw. I mean, that that well, that's a newer feud, but still. <clears throat> and. uh by the way, Freddie, I, yeah. I I don't want to trigger trigger you on this, but it appears and that the uh, feud between between the Roman and the Fiend over the Universal Title has been dropped. The match at, the match next Sunday was supposed to be Roman versus the Fiend at Hell in the Cell. But you know they they like this the feud between Roman and Jay instead. Yeah, so it's going to be a while before the Fiend gets another title shot. I mean, I guess I can look at the positive, and it'll give them time to work out this Fiend and Alexa Bliss story even more, which hmm. I am loving. So, yeah. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm not that mad as I should be, but you know, <laughs> keep working on this and we'll be fine because I very much enjoy it. Mm, that's all I have for Raw. All right, then I'm gonna go over to Drew and see what was his favorite moment of the week. Okay, you had Ricochet uh, telling the Hurt business. I want to wrestle with one of y'all. I don't care which one it is. I just want to wrestle with one of y'all. If y'all win, I'll join the Hurt Business. But if y'all lose, y'all leave me alone. We're done. Mm-hmm. So, he uh, ended up wrestling Cedric. One point, a chair got thrown into the ring. Ricochet picked it up, hit the mat, and then threw the chair to Cedric. Referee turned around. Cedric got disqualified. I love the fact <laughs> that... Ricochet pulled an Eddie Guerrero on us. <laughs> yes. And his acting over dramatic. Oh. <laughs> it was greatness. Yeah. That was my favorite moment of Raw. Yeah. I I uh I laughed at that moment very much. It was very Eddie Guerrero of him. And even though he did act a little more dramatic. I still enjoyed it. It was awesome to watch something like that happen when wrestling again. So good callback to Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because his his birthday would have been last last week. So yeah, was, yeah. So that was a tribute. Yeah, yeah. So that was some pretty good stuff. I had a good laugh at that, and you know, my moment is pretty obvious (laughs) so it was some yeah yeah i wonder what it could be (laughs) 
So there was a match between Angel Garza and Andrade. And it was a pretty good match. Angel Garza, for some reason, picked up the win over Andrade, which (laughs) seemed a little bit weird to me, but that's fine. You want to push Angel Garza. I like him, so that's pretty cool. But in the end, it was Andrade and Zelina in the ring at the same time again. Yeah, they've been kind of time, and she goes in the ring to check on him. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could see why because there's the connection there, and yeah. maybe them trying to work things out now that Angel is kind of stepping aside from the group. But it did seem a little weird at first, but that's fine if they want to try and make that relationship good again. Yeah, but now she's on SmackDown. Hmm. True. And, he's, and he's staying on Raw. Uh, and and uh, he's actually... Well, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and finish the segment. Yeah. So after they were both in the ring, uh, the lights started to cut off. We knew what was coming. Well, we thought we knew what was coming. Oh, we knew. <laughs> we thought we knew what was coming. So the lights go off. And they kick back on, and it's The Fiend and Alexa Bliss in the ring at the same time. It was Alexa in the corner hanging upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then uh, they pan over to Andrade, and it's The Fiend right behind them. And they both, him and uh, Zelina, give each other that what-the-fuck look. We're in trouble. And then they both just get put into the position for the sister Abigail and both get taken down. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is the moment I was going to go for because I'm a real big Alexa and The Fiend fan. But we also know how much I'm into Zelina. So it was a bit weird for me to go with this moment for that fact in itself, but when, and, and it was pretty is, damn good. This was also to write uh, Andrade off for a few weeks because he, he's about to go have some minor, minor elective surgery done. Yeah. So, uh, he'll be out for a while, but rumor is that he Andrade is going to get a push once he comes back, which I I don't think that's true because uh, Andrade was one of Paul Heyman's uh, the people that Paul Heyman was high on, and after you know Paul Heyman was released, that's when or, or let go of his position. That's when uh, Andrade and, and Angel Garza got into those. He just feuded with the Street Profits for like four months. So I don't know. Some some say he's going to get pushed. Other people they say he's going to get buried. So. See what happens. Yeah, I I don't think he's gonna get a push when he comes back. No, because if he was gonna, I understand you have to write him off because of having this elective surgery he's having. So if you were going to write him off, he was already in the match with Angel. You could have had something go down there to where he gets injured. And he has to be away for a couple of weeks or a month or two, whatever. But, but it I, needs I, to be. but I think that was just to, just to give the fiend Alexa, Alexa Bliss uh, time. Yeah, 
that too. But yeah, I, I just if he's gonna get that push, uh, have him go out with an injury. Don't do this spot with the fiend because that just doesn't make him look good at all. But you know, what what, what do I know? I'm just <laughs> giving my thoughts, but. I would have just done it a little bit differently if it was me. Maybe he has a real, really short feud with the Fiend, like well, maybe one match, and they make him kayfabe injury. Has the Fiend maybe. Or something? Maybe. Maybe we'll see. Maybe. Let's but, just set it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would have to happen real quick. So I was thinking we'll I have to wait and see on that. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, but they're definitely going to have to move quickly on it if that's what they're going to do. So, yeah, pretty good moments on Raw. Uh, Before we move away from it, uh, I just want to go on what we did last week and ask you, what do you think was the best move during the draft on Raw? The best or the most significant most significant yeah what like i said earlier it's it was the fiend going to raw okay and, and I, 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 go ahead i have to agree it's probably the has to be fiend going to raw well with alexa because they both went to raw not only that, but Nikki also went to Raw too. So yeah, maybe you know maybe there's something else there because we haven't seen a complete split of Alexa and Nikki yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the answer, Jim. Can't say that. Uh, it's it's happened a couple of times here, <laughs> but that's all good. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the move with the biggest impact. Uh, if I was a, if I was to have to throw another one out there, I would definitely say it's the return of Elias to Raw. Because I, I think if he's used right, he could have a big push, and he's definitely got the look. So. Yeah, I, I like that... Uh long-term storytelling because he's he's going after Jeff Hardy for uh, for getting run over with the car even though Jeff wasn't the one that did it it was, it was Seamus but yeah <laughs> which but Seamus is, is also Seamus is also yeah. wrong now too so there might be something there yeah so all depends on how they work that out but if they do it good I could see it working so now that we got our thoughts on Raw, I'm going to move over to SmackDown and see what was Johnny's favorite moment from it. Okay. Well, the uh, the New Day, they had their farewell match. Uh, the All three, Big E, Xavier, and Kofi against uh, Nakamura, uh, Cesaro, and, and uh, Sheamus, which... I referred to as Shinsuke Nakamura in the bar. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, you saw six years worth of 
of New Day in, in one match. At, at the beginning, they came out and cut a promo talking about all the all the, the good times they had, that their Hell in Cell match, matches with uh, with the Usos and Kofi's WWE Championship run. Then they started to get emotional. And that's when their opponents came out and they they started started the match. They had uh, they did all their their you know classic uh, New Day moves. Uh, Sheamus even brought up, brought up the fact that that knew they wouldn't be where they are now with, without the without the bar. You know they had they had lots of classic matches with it with them over the years. And yeah, at the end for one one final time, um, uh, Xavier and, and Kofi got together to to do that that one final final move. And then they, Xavier did the up 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 down down from the top, and they got the win. Afterwards, they all three got in the middle of the ring. Big E got one in each arm, and they just they just hugged it out for for a couple minutes, you know, just you know, you know, saying how much you know how much they're they're gonna they're gonna miss miss wrestling together. And I I honestly, you know, I I this was a real moment. I don't think this was scripted. Oh, and a part of me thought. Okay, Big E has both of them in his arms. Is he gonna? Is this when he's gonna do the heel turn? But no, no, they never did that. Which I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad they end. They ended it right. They didn't do a heel turn on on anyone. Yeah, yeah, that was my moment. Yeah, I was surprised that how much Cesaro has been instrumental in the new day. Because they won their first tag team titles against Cesaro and uh, Tyson Kidd. Yeah. And then they won so many against the bar. Then they beat, won their last ones against Cesaro and Shinsuke. So yeah. he's been instrumental throughout the whole revolution of the new day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah. But that was a great match and an emotion, emotional match there at the end. Emotional yeah. moment there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm also with Johnny on this one. I'm glad that they didn't do the heel turn here. Yes. Because it would it would have just ruined it. But I was a little worried because yeah. when they were celebrating at the end, I, I would have maybe cut that by about ten to fifteen seconds. It seemed to drag out a little too long, not too much. So it, it made it seem to me that there was going to be something there. But they ended up not doing it. They just stood there taking it in and hugging it out and crying. So understandable, awesome moment. Just, you know, maybe ran a little too long. But it was great for what it was. I mean, they deserved to have that time. So. I'm definitely interested to see what they're going to do with Big E and now with Kofi and Xavier on Raw. So, hell yeah, I'm all ready for it. So, now that we got that moment in there, I'm going to go with Drew and see what he enjoyed from SmackDown this week. Yeah, well, at the beginning of the show, uh, Stephanie and Triple H came out welcoming all the new people to SmackDown. Didn't mention Seth. 
but they did mention Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan and everybody else. No, they, no, they didn't. <laughs> and then later, Daniel Bryan comes out and starts talking about all the new guys coming to uh, SmackDown. Didn't mention Seth again. Although I did get to wave hello to Bree and Birdie on the screens. That was pretty cool. <laughs> they had a lot of lot of wrestler cameos on the Thunder Jones. They, they had Flair. They had Gold, Mark Henry. Mike Henry. Goldberg was on there at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, then after that, Seth, Seth finally comes out and says, the most important acquisition for SmackDown is me, the Messiah. He still has to call himself the Money Night Messiah. I guess he's, I don't know. I think he dropped the money net. Yeah. And then he offers Daniel to become a disciple. <laughs> really wasn't worried, but he waited a minute. <laughs> and he turned him down. That's when Seth attacks Daniel. Daniel fights back. And then you have Ray and Dominic come out. And Seth's asking Daniel, come on, help me with these two. Daniel said, so Daniel gets out of the ring and says, I don't think so. And leaves. <laughs> So it's Ray and Dominic at the standoff in the middle of the ring with Seth. Then you hear Murphy's music comes out. He runs out, gets beside Seth like he's going to help him. And then he turns on Seth and beats the hell out of Seth. And Seth leaves. And Murphy tries to shake Ray and Dominic's hand. They refuse and they leave. So they're still doing this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But but now but now you've added another twist to that story though with with uh, Ray and Dominic not accepting Murphy's hand. Yeah. Because I think now this is going to turn the 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 story is going to turn more into uh, Mysterio Mysterios and Murphy rather than Mysterios and Seth. I mean Seth. I I, I mean I'm sure he's still going to be part of that feud but he won't be he won't be the main focus I think it's going to turn into Murphy trying to earn Mysterio's trust it's going to be more along the lines of what they're going to be trying to do yeah I I mean that that could be a way to move away from Seth for a bit because I know he was the main focus to start out with but he could go off and start his own thing now. So, yeah, I'm yeah, definitely because, down for Murphy trying to gain the trust of the Mysterios. Because it also, it also looks like we're going to get a Seth Rollins, Brian, Daniel Bryan feud. Probably. <laughs> it's looking that yeah. way. Yeah, so I would say definitely move forward with Seth and Daniel Bryan and let whatever moves you have going here with Murphy to gain the upper hand and take the spotlight because Murphy's an amazing talent so I would say definitely use him more here now that we got that moment there uh, it's a rare it's a rare thing it's happened a couple of times on here where instead of going to a moment we like, we go to something we didn't like. So I'm going to go with something I didn't like this week. And that was them showing Goldberg during the Roman Reigns match. (laughs) (laughs) Because now all the rumors are starting 
that Goldberg is going to start getting another push and that they're going to throw him up against Roman Reigns. Well, so. yeah, because and, oh, well, that's because when Ro- Goldberg signed his contract, he he signed for, I think it's like two matches a year. Yeah, and that's the match we didn't get at Mania. Yeah, Spear versus Spear. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you know that's where they're going. Probably after Jay. That's not where they should go, though. I'm saying they should. (laughs) Okay. I mean, we all know whose idea that is. It's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably where they're going to go with that. I I know they probably shouldn't because he's Oldberg, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are, because, we, are, are, are we leading into another hair versus hair match between Vince and Donald Trump? Oh, fuck. <laughs> no. No. I mean, I we've th- already I, talked about him, so I'm not going there. I don't think Vince could manage to get, get another head shaving again. No. No. <laughs> I don't think he's able to take that again, so... <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 yeah, if he does it again, it might not grow back the sun. <laughs> yeah, I I just don't think they should go there. The mm-hmm. obvious smart move would be to go Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania. Yeah. Not lead up to a Roman Reigns versus Goldberg match. <clears throat> I mean, I, Goldberg and Mania do it before Mania. Yeah, they could do that for they could, Rumble. you know, Saudi Arabia, a Rumble or something. You think they're really gonna go back to Saudi Arabia right now? <laughs> oh, you know, Vince. Vince is probably book, trying to book it right now. Oh, I know they're trying, but with COVID, I don't know if they can. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, could, I think Saudi Arabia is one of those countries that hasn't hasn't had that many infections. Yeah. And I think it would be easy for Vince to make it sound good enough for them to go down there because obviously they would use their own plane this time mm-hmm. with all the issues they have had in the past. And they, they could be really crowd. careful. Yeah, they would have a crowd because as as many cases as they've had down there really hasn't been that many. So they were careful enough to where they can have people there and it would be easy for the wrestlers to social distance. So hell yeah, I think they could make it work. (laughs) And many outbreaks if they had, the wrestlers were probably the ones taking it over there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, you know, money talks and that's what Vince is about, so. He he'd make it sound good to where they would do it, but I really hope not. I hope not. Let's too. let's keep Goldberg away. Let's move on with the match that makes sense, since you've been pushing this family storyline. Because if they end up having Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, as much as they've been pushing Roman Reigns as this heel. You know they would just give it to Goldberg. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, yeah, let's forget about it. Let's forget that I even said that and that we even brought it up here. <laughs> and let's just move on we with... should give it to Goldberg. That way Roman won't have it when he has to face the rocket mania. <laughs> okay. Are you, See, you saying was, you you I, saying you don't want the Rock to win the title one more time? No. Exactly what I'm saying. But then he has to fight again. You know he doesn't want to do that. He just wants to have one match. No, actually, I think he I, I think he does want to come back. He would like to come back more of a full time, you know. But it, you know, you know, but his movie schedule and all. But yeah. yeah. Okay, have you seen the shit he does in the gym? I know. I know he can still do it. I have no Okay, this one, this dude can easily <laughs> give us He can easily give us one good year and and then go back to movies. So I say you go with that. I say you go with Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania, keep on building the family storyline. And that's how you set up him being who we know he is, who is the true tribal leader of this family and wins the championship. And that's also how you break Simone into into the main roster. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I would definitely be down for. So, I, I say that's how it goes. Keep Goldberg away. I shouldn't even brought that up, but <laughs> see, seeing as this is the kind of stuff we have to talk about because it's a rumor, I had to say it. So, stay away from it, and we'll be fine. And one more thing about that match. Why didn't Paul Heyman introduce Roman like he does Brock? The reigning, defending. <laughs> Paul Heyman didn't do it. The actual ring announcer announced Roman. Didn't understand that. Well, because Roman's not broke. Well, I know, but <laughs> but you know, Paul Hammond, yeah. a better introduction. Yeah, and he didn't mention and the, the ring announcer. I don't remember his name. Greg Hamilton. Yeah, he didn't mention the tribal chief at all, <laughs> and you know, Roman would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know why they went that way. But it is what it is. Not only that, they forgot to mention that Strowman was once Raw Tag Team Champion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it seems like they're wanting to move away some things while keeping some things the same. (laughs) Uh, I, I just think if they had Paul Heyman introduce Roman, it's too much too much like what he was doing with Brock and I know they're trying to move away with that even though he is Roman's manager but it's a little weird but whatever Yeah, it's like still Roman looks like a badass why have him come out with him because <laughs> you know he's not going to interfere at all because he never interferes in any of the matches yeah so if he's not going to do something why does he need to come out just to hold the belt <laughs> To hold the belt and for his reactions at Ringside. during the match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's there for. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. That's all really Paul Heyman is there for during that part. But they also use him as the voice for Roman Reigns 
whenever he's not out in the ring, even though Roman uses his own voice as well. But it's a great combination. I just like what they're doing here. So we're just going to keep it at that and hope they do things right. So now that we got the SmackDown moments in there, I'm going to move over to NXT and see what was Johnny's favorite moment of the week. Uh, I, I I enjoyed the uh, the match between Austin Theory and, and uh, Adam and, no what's it yeah Adam Cole yeah uh, you know I, I I thought it might have been a squash match but but and I think Adam thought that the same too but, but you that know wasn't this week that was last week or two yeah. weeks ago. no Austin Theory had a match this week yeah he he went against Johnny. Oh, he did. Okay, see, I okay, no. <laughs> I just watched it yesterday too. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So you know, Johnny thought, "Hey, it's gonna be a quick match." No, uh, uh you know, uh, Austin put in some some good offense. Uh, you know, he he lost the match, but he did he did a good uh, a good showing. But Austin Theory still reminds me of, of MJF a lot. Mm-hmm. He's very yeah. comfy. Yeah. And when, after Johnny got the pin, was walking away outside the ring. He was shaking his head. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Actually, actually, Austin Theory is more like a combination of MJF and Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. put together. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. No. <laughs> I see more Sammy. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll see that too. He he also yeah. has, has a, that look too. Yeah. I could definitely see a little bit more Sammy in him, but that that's a pretty good comparison. So, hell yeah, that was a pretty good moment. Pretty good match. So I'm going to go over to Drew and see what was his favorite moment of NXT. As always, one of the ladies' matches. <laughs> it was the number one contender match for EO's title. You had Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae. Uh, Beth, Beth Phoenix thought Candice would win, whereas Barrett picked, picked Weirdo. He calls her Weirdo. Shotzi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Candace got the upper hand for a lot of the match, but Shotzi just kept kicking out and kicking out and kicking out. It came down to when Shotzi got real hard and knocked Candace out of the ring at one point. She landed next to the plexiglass where there's no plexiglass. And Indy Hartwell hands Candace a pair of brass knuckles, which she uses on Shotzi to get the pin. And she gives them back to Indy to hide them. So Shotzi, so in Candace is your number one contender, thanks to Indy Hartwell cheating. Hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> be interesting to see where that where that story goes. What the what the relationship with Indy Hartwell is with Candace. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. it's like a Dakota Kai Rake or Kel Gods. Good enough. Yeah. relationship <laughs> anything to help Candace yeah yeah 
So at uh, at Halloween Havoc in two weeks, it's going to be Kansas against EO, and and Johnny's uh, going up against uh, uh, Damian Priest for the North American title. And uh, Shotzi came out and make the make the announcement at the end of the show that uh, both those matches, uh, the stipulations are going to be determined by the by the spinning of the wheel. So it's kind of like in the wheel makes the deal match. Yeah, when Raw used to do the the Raw roulette. Yeah, you have twelve choices of matches on that wheel. You want to hear them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, because I, I didn't, I didn't see any of those. The TLS match, tables, ladders, and steel chairs. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Trick or street fight. Coal miner's glove on a pole. <laughs> a buried alive match. A casket mm. match. Mm. A biker's chain match. Chamber of Horrors match. The boiler room brawl. Weapons Wild match, a blindfold match, a Devil's Playground match, or Shotzi's Choice. <laughs> got got some throwbacks there. Yeah, boy, yeah. room bro. <laughs> yeah, haven't oh, heard that shit in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Shotzi's Choice can be inserting herself into the match. Could be putting herself <laughs> in that match and making it a triple threat match. That'd be interesting. <laughs> That could work, but if they're not going to do Shotzi's choice, yeah, I think hard. they would. It's a tough decision. Yeah. I would go blindfold match yeah. just because I think that would be interesting. And what was the weapons one you said near the end? Weapons wild. Yeah. I'd go with either one of those. <laughs> I'd go either weapons wild or blindfold match. But well, I guess so if, uh, if it comes out the devil's play playground, are we going to see the the Undertaker come out <laughs> or Kane? Nah, nah. I think you have a better show seeing Kane come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's always lurking around somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm all down for seeing them all the time, but I don't think they would come out to NXT. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think don't don't put your hopes on that. <laughs> I think it won't happen. But and and, and we we also got an an injury update on Finn Balor. So yeah. uh, they they said that Finn Balor did have surgery on his broken jaw. And and he's going to be out longer than than what previously thought. Uh, uh, but uh, William Regal said that they're going to wait a couple weeks, see how his condition improves, uh, to see what what's going to happen with the NXT title. Uh, unfortunately, this might be another case where he gets a, another title taken away from him due to the injury, which mm. that would. That it would be the second title that he's had taken away after the universal title. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. Yeah, I know we talked about this a little bit throughout the week, and if they do end up taking the title from him, I don't think it's going to sit well with 
how they push him in the future because they're always going to see him as a injury prone. So if I was Finn, and I know I mentioned this to you during the week, I would just say, hey, keep all titles away from me. <laughs> because every, every as, as bad as that sounds, and as weird as that would sound, every time you put a title on him, he goes over the top trying to put out a, the greatest match he can out there. And that's when he seems to get injured. So, yeah, if I was Finn, I would just stay away from any title belts and just finish off your career strong, but with no belts. I think, I think that would be the way to go with him. So we'll see. We'll see what they decide to do. But I'm going to bring up my moment real quick. There's not really much to get into about it. Um, I'm just going to talk Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. (laughs) (laughs) I like the match they had against Imperium, even though they lost. But the reason I like it the most is because at the very end, Dane was telling Maverick, Nobody hits you but me. <laughs> I like that. I like that line. <laughs> so I, I I just like what they're doing here with Jake Maverick and Killian Dane. Um, you can compare it to a lot of things, but at the same time, it feels a little different just because of who they are and the size difference. You know, normally whenever they've done that, it's people that are around the same caliber as far as size and ability. So I just like what they're doing here with them. Kind of reminds me of Team Hell No. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, you could even say it kind of reminds you of the bar, how they were enemies, but then they had to come together. But it's a little different just because who they are and the size difference. But, yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome what they're doing here with them. So I would say that would be my moment for the week. So now that we've gone through WWE and our moments from there, I'm going to go with Johnny and see what he liked the most from Dynamite. Uh, I, I like the uh, the opening tag match between FTR and the Best Friends. Now, the, since this was the AEW anniversary show, you know, all the titles except for, well, except for the TNT title or so 60 minute time limit. So, this wasn't one of those brushes with glory matches that they've been having where the match only lasts 20 minutes. But of course, I mean, of course, they're not going to need the 60 minute time limit. But still, they, they, they put on a, a good match. It was mostly FTR worked over Trent most of the match. Uh, but the the one high spot was when uh, they were on the outside and, and Trent was was thrown into the uh, video arcade cabinet that uh, Kip Sabian and then Penelope, Penelope Ford had had out there, and and you know that ruined their ruined Kip's video game because Kip is a big gamer on Twitch, so. Uh, FTR uh, off of that FTR won the match and after the match 
that's what um, I guess Penelope went to the back and got got Miro. He came out and started. Uh, he started uh, attacking best friends. Uh, you know, for messing up the messing up the game cabinet. Then Kip and Miro had a quick squash match uh, between Lee Johnson and and Sean Sean Maluda. Uh, which the 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 last move that Miro did the uh, game over he 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 kind of botched it at first he he uh, he didn't put him right in in the in the move right and he was actually just doing this with it to the air yeah <laughs> that was so funny. that's so yeah so so that that's why he he had him in the move longer than after the bell ring but. After that, he he just cut a quick promo. Said, "I said, best friend, best friend, you 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 ruined my shit." <laughs> he called them good friends. Good friends, yeah. Good friends you broke my shit. Game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so this is uh, building a feud between best friends and Kip and Muriel, M- Miro. So it's really it's the best friends against the best man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which I think as, as long as Miro cleans his stuff up a little bit more, um, I think that could definitely work. But yeah, I, I, I think he, he still has a little ring rust from, from not wrestling in, in a few months. Yeah, yeah. So as long as he's able to work that out, I, I think he'll be fine in the long run. But the way he's been carrying himself and the way these matches have gone here in the beginnings. Um, definitely a little bit worried right now, but I think he can definitely work it out. So, anyway, yep. as long as he did that, he'll be fine. So, now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Andrew and see what he liked from AEW this week. Okay, this is a moment that I loved, but also hated. It was Orange Cassidy versus Cody for the TNT title. Cody has blonde hair again. Strange. (laughs) (laughs) Cody's back to blonde. (laughs) Orange Cassidy kept frustrating Cody by not, I guess, trying as hard as he could. You know his style. He just doesn't try. (laughs) Kept frustrating Cody. (laughs) And then the Dark Order was ringside, and then they jumped the fence, and they were fixing to attack Cody with the belt. But Orange Cassidy took the belt from Cody, gave it to uh, Arn Anderson, because he didn't want to win like that. So they get back in the ring, and it's clock's ticking down. We hear the one-minute call. Neither guy can get a pin. It's a time limit draw. I hate draws. <laughs> Orange Cassidy was one second away from getting. Yeah, a- he had he had a two count going down for the third count, and the bell rang right before it hit the mat. It's like, come on, dude! <laughs> <laughs> really, we didn't get a winner, and Cody retained. Cassidy, Orange Cassidy thought he won, but <laughs> no. So in two weeks, we get another Orange Cassidy Cody match. If the referee was just a second faster. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. 
I really hate that. I mean, I hate the twenty minute time limit on that. I, I don't know why they do but, it. All you know, but but that's old school. Though, the time limit. Time I know, but all the other championships have sixty minutes. Why not that one? Yeah, and that's true. It's the only championship that doesn't, unless the FTR is doing the twenty minutes with fame or whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah. Frustrating. Yeah, I could definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could definitely understand your frustration with it, but at the same time, I could see what they're going to do in the long run. At least what I think they should do. Again, we go back to the what I think they should do area. So, yeah, I think eventually Orange Cassidy is going to win the title at a pay per view somewhere down the line. So I think that would be the best move, and I think that's what they're building to. So until then, he's just going to get really close to winning it, but not being able to do it in the end. So am I a little down on it? Yes, because I love Orange Cassidy, and I think he should win it, even though he's putting up these high-caliber matches and losing, but he'll get there. He'll get there. We just we just have to wait it out and know that eventually he will get there. So if I had to choose a moment for the week, it would definitely have to be John Moxley defeating Lance Archer for the AEW World Championship. Uh, Lance Archer is a big motherfucker. So the intensity in this match was always going to be there. The back and forth was great. But the reason I like it the most was because Eddie Kingston being on commentary was just a little bit different. And uh, the passion he put into it and the way he talked about Moxley and Archer at the same time, it was pretty damn great and building it up a little more for the match they're eventually going to have. And even though I think it's a little too soon for Eddie Kingston to be getting the push he's getting because he's fairly new to the company, um, I could I could see it working if they do it right. And as much as as much as I don't think this is the greatest choice for him at the moment, since I said he's so new. Uh, I could see it working. So we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing between him and Mox. But but see, he's, he's only a great move. He's only new to us. He's yeah. been in the business for 18 years. What they're going yeah. for is the fact that he's been, you know, on, in the Indies for so many years and hasn't had a big, a big break. You know, I, I think I had mentioned before that after his, his debut match with Cody, he was actually offered uh, to go to WWE, but all they wanted from him was just to make him a, a trainer on NXT. You know, they didn't want to put him in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think he definitely made the right choice with staying with AEW. And they obviously have the have the balls to push him so quickly even though 
a lot of people don't know him. They're catering to those that do know him and know what he can do. So, yeah, I'm just, I think it's a little too soon, but I know what what they're doing here and why they're doing it. So, yeah, I could see this working out. And he told quite a story about why he's going after Mox. Because he said Mox was one of them. Then he went to WWE and got a big head, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Got egotistical or whatever. And then come back and he's not the same Mox that he was before. (laughs) Yeah. And even though. So. Yeah. And even though he said he's not the Mox that he used to be. We all know he's still a badass. So, oh, yeah, better we, we know this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably a better Moxley. So, we know this is headed somewhere that they're going to be able to work with it and make it epic. So, if done right, I'm definitely down for it. So, we will see how that goes in the future. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty good moments all throughout the week. A lot of solid shows and definitely building up to a lot. Not necessarily that's going to pay off in this coming week, but through time and great build, it will. Quick question on AEW. What do you think about the steak dinner they're supposed to have? (laughs) (laughs) I I like the way he he brought it out. He said, I challenge you to one-on-one steak dinner next week. You want to eat steak? You want me to eat steak? You want to eat steak? Oh. <laughs> Sammy Guevara's yeah. chair. Lance Archer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was pretty damn hilarious. Um, who who know? Obviously, they're going to end up having a steak dinner, and it's going to have to be a competition somehow. Um, one of the one of the things I thought they could do, which if they end up going this way, it could be pretty damn funny, is going to that one restaurant that serves the biggest steak in the world. And if you finish it, you well, it's pretty much for free. Yeah, ninety six ouncer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they could do is one of them sabotages the other. I could see I could see Jericho sabotaging it. To where he wins and MJF would have to pay for the whole thing. So <laughs> that could be one thing. Jericho sneaking his part of his of. Uh, Yeah. On the yeah. Fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think there's there's a lot there that they could do to make it funny and being being them using Jericho and MJF, it's definitely gonna gonna end on a funny note. So that's also something to look forward to. So, yeah, solid shows throughout the week, a lot to look forward to. So we'll see what goes on throughout the week. And we're ready for it. So now that we got the moments out of the way and to close up here, it's time to stump the brain. Okay. Who was the first NXT women's champion? Hmm. 
Great. You would ask me a question. I, I, I'm not that big on, on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> it was about the time Seth started in NXT. Yeah. The first male champion. I'm going to go with uh, an answer I gave a few weeks ago. Uh, Charlotte Flair. No. No. She was the second. Mm. The first one, Paige. <laughs> okay. And she had to give it up because she won the Divas title her first night on Raw. Right. Okay. <laughs> then they had the tournament, and Charlotte won that tournament to become the second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it all happened so quickly, and it was an amazing moment. So. Yeah. kind of overshadows one another but it still happened so he he definitely wasn't expecting that question this week <laughs> but i'm running out we were able to get him so out. we're good we're good <laughs> yeah send in your questions <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna definitely have to take some more questions and think of more ourselves so We'll we'll get we'll get some good ones going for them. So I hope everyone was able to enjoy the shows of the week, and that y'all have something to look forward to. Like we said, there's a lot there. Uh, still take care of each other. Don't forget to wear your masks, and listen to us on all available platforms. And also, wrestling has lost its way on Facebook for any questions or comments as well as on uh, wrestling has at yahoo.com and we'll get back to you and hope everyone enjoys their Sunday and we'll talk to y'all next week alright have a good week see you check you later <laughs>